Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz and I will be your host. I'm excited for today's episode because we are going to be talking all things Global Running Day and sharing what running means to me and why it has such a special place in my heart. So just sit back and relax and we'll just jump right into the episode. Right. Hello and welcome back to the podcast and hello to anyone new that is just discovering the podcast for the first time. I want to make it a point to welcome those that aren't regular listeners of the podcast, but I wanted to create an episode today all about Global Running Day. I'm actually recording this on Global Running Day and I want to just create an episode around just the specialness that this holds in my heart and just share a bit more insight into what running means for me and sort of reiterate for anyone that's new to the podcast, what my running journey has looked like, especially in the past year and just sort of how it's been all over the place, how running is not in any sort of way, shape or form a linear journey, but I just wanted to share a bit about my own. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would know that I was planning on creating like a Hackney Half Race recap episode and that's still going to happen, I promise. I'm just... I I had it recorded and then my computer decided to delete it. So we're just kind of scrapping that this week. And I feel like I'm definitely just more in the mood to create an episode around Global Running Day. So I I promise that we will recap at some point. But today's episode, like I said, is going to be all about Global Running Day. But before we get into that, let's start with some highs and lows for the week. All right, so my low for the week, I feel like I can do like a running. I can I feel like I can do like a running and a non-running related like low and high for the week, so I might do that today. I feel like the non-running related low for the week is that work has just been stressful and it's just been one of those weeks that I just feel a bit stressed out and I've been taking lots of breaks just to like take a breath and breathe and have a cup of tea outside in my little sunspot and just like remember at the end of the day that like my job is not my life and I feel like sometimes it's just human for us to have moments like that just to ensure that we are reminding ourselves of that. My running related low for the week is that last week was just not my week in terms of training and I shared a lot about just the real emotions about that on social media and I always want to be very transparent about the fact that like I have no idea what I, like what I'm doing when it comes to running. I've got a coach that really helps me guide me in terms of like direction, but otherwise I myself, like I only really started distance running a few years ago. And so I feel like a lot of this is still like so completely new to me. And so I feel like I'm constantly learning, but I feel like one of the biggest learnings that I wish that I knew when I first started running is that not every week in your training cycles are going to be your best. And you you will have weeks where just like every single run feels like crap and you just don't know why you're even doing them in the first place. But I, I just wanted to be really transparent about that and share. This week has been really positive in the sense that each run so far this week has felt really good, knock on wood, but it's just felt really positive. And I feel like today especially was just like a really great run. I don't know if it's just because it's global running day that it felt so great, but I think I just am really 
I'm quite like grateful for it because I think in like reflecting on like how I was feeling with each run last week and how it just did not feel like my run like every run just like it just was not it but it just goes to show that like not every week will be your training week but to work through those because at the end of the day consistency I think is the most important and just keeping at it and keeping yourself going my non-running high for the week is that I have been just really getting into cycling and I've been really loving it and I feel like I never I I genuinely I feel like a, a few years ago I was one of those people that like looked at cyclists and I was just like why would you ever cycle like just take the tube just like take public transport like whatever and recently I've just been like really like looking at my expenses and being like hmm I spend a lot on public transport and I feel like it's like, you know, I could be doing something to like make this a bit easier. And cycling has just been really nice in the sense that like, it also really helps like flush up my legs and helps, you know, if I'm not necessarily having like a running day, it's also just like a great way to kind of work out my body in a different way. And I've just really been loving like that time alone as well to like cycle. And like, I think as well, like it's always going to be some sort of a workout, even if I am wearing work clothes, which I'm working on getting cycling clothes because I definitely got a lot of stains from my bike on my work trousers yesterday, but we are still learning. But it's just really nice to kind of like, you know, have a nice cycle and like have time to yourself before either, you know, if I'm cycling to work, I'm having that time to myself to, you know, just like mentally like have that time to prepare. Or if I'm going to the gym or something, it's just nice because it also is like, it's so easy to do and like get yourself places like much easier. And so I genuinely have been like really, really enjoying that. And yeah, I'm I'm just really excited and I think in general too there are just like lots of exciting plans for the year and I'm just really really excited but I will share about a lot of that very very soon but without further ado let's just jump right into the episode. So yeah, like I said, I am recording this episode on Global Running Day. It is the 7th of June, and I feel like running in itself just means so much to me and has been such a massive part of my life for so long, whether I've been, whether it was when I was playing sports growing up or, you know, where I am now training for all these different races, it's always meant something really special to me. And I think especially going through quite a really tough, intense diagnosed eating disorder with anorexia and battling anorexia was just a really tough time in my life and a point when I really had to decide whether I wanted to change my relationship with running to be positive rather than negative and really look at and assess what does running mean to me what does it mean to work out and move my body I think is such an important message and one that I really see in terms of the messaging behind Global Running Day and I am just I feel very very passionate about this just because I think that there you know it's really hard especially as young people to be looking at the messaging that goes around on social media or compare yourself to people on social media and you know struggling to keep sort of your purpose of like why you run or why you move your body when you compare yourself to other people's bodies or other people's achievements race times and and that sort of thing I think it's always important to remember at the forefront of your mind that you're only seeing a snapshot of these people's lives you're only seeing a highlight reel and sometimes I wish that I could go back to that 15 16 year old girl and tell her that you know these people that you're comparing yourself to you don't know their lives you don't know what they're going through and comparing your body to theirs 
you know, we're all, we're all genetically made up in such a different way. So for me to, when I was younger and when I was going through this eating disorder, I was, you know, wanting to shrink my body so, so badly to look like other girls to feel more accepted because I I was one of those girls who developed a lot faster than others. I was taller than all the boys quite early on. I've been 5'8 since I was 13 years old and it took a long time to really accept my body and to accept myself for who I am but I feel like it's really it's not and it's really truly felt like not until I am where I am now at 27 that I really feel like I've finally started to accept myself, accept my body, accept myself and embrace who I am in the skin I am and just, you know, not try to change who I am. And I feel like I've spent so long and so many you know, times in my life, I've tried to change who I am, whether it's how I look, my personality, how I come off to people. And I'm learning a lot recently, just how important it is to stay true to yourself and stay true to who you are. And again, I, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, I do feel like it all ties in to global running day. And especially for us runners, I feel like I've spoken to so many people and seen so many posts about, you know, runners and what does running mean to them? What does it truly mean to, you know, be a runner and again you don't need to run have run a marathon or half marathon to call yourself a runner if you run you're a runner and for all of us running has a different meaning which I think is such a beautiful thing that we can all share in this one sport but it holds a different meaning for each of us and you know what does it mean how does it affect you how does it help you how does it help you wake up in the morning or, you know, wind down before you go to bed in the evening? How does it help you with your mental health? How does it help you, you know, work through some of those thoughts and things that you're going through right now? I think that running has played that sort of a role for me for quite a long time in terms of, you know, when I was going through a lot of these really tough things in my life, whether it was the eating disorder, sexual assault, or, you know, these different bouts of heartbreak, it's... You know, I've always kind of, you know, I call myself resiliency in running and I call myself resilient for a reason because I know that I can get through things. I know that I can do hard things, but I genuinely can attest that running has played such a massive part of that and in that. And I think that a big indicator of that was earlier this year when I was injured and going through a double injury with the what started as a sprained ankle turned into a strained perineal tendon. Not having running as my outlet was such a massive, like just roadblock is what it felt like, I think, for months. And it just felt like mentally I felt so foggy and I just didn't feel like myself. And it really truly showed me that running is such a massive part of who I am as a person and really makes me so grateful to be able to do it now, but just kind of really showed me back then that, you know, earlier this year, right at the beginning of the year, you know, never take for granted the fact that you are able to run. And I know, again, this just all sounds so cheap but like I I genuinely remember that run where I got injured and I remember feeling so jet lagged because I had just gotten back from visiting my family in the states for Thanksgiving and I was so jet lagged I was training for this half marathon going for a sub 145 half and I genuinely did not want to go on this run I was exhausted I was tired I did not want to do hill sprints that was the last thing that I wanted to do but I still went out and did it and I call myself quite a disciplined person I definitely 
definitely am. Like if you, I said this to my coach the first time I met him, if you tell me to do a workout, I will do a workout. It's just my ability to rest is a bit more of the area that I struggle with. And that's definitely something that I'm still working through. But I think it's just important to note that like, you know, in that moment too, I didn't even realize sort of like what I had until I lost it. And so when I went for that run, you know, finish up the hill sprints, was cooling down, not paying attention and then rolled my ankle. It was just like in that split instant, you know, I lost, I lost the ability to run. And I, I didn't know then that I would be out of running for a few months. That's my most serious injury that I've ever had. Knock on wood once again, um, because I definitely do not want to go through another injury again. It was not a fun time. And I feel for anyone that's going through an injury because it is genuinely really tough. But I think, yeah, this global running day in, in particular is quite special because if you follow me on social media, you would have seen that I shared a very special video. And I say that in past tense because you're going to be listening to this on Friday when it uploads but I've not uploaded it yet as I'm recording this but I'm really really excited too so basically I've had the incredible opportunity to work with ASICS for to celebrate Global Running Day which is incredible and essentially ASICS partnered with poet Charlie Cox and producer Antiflow to create a spoken word track scientifically composed that motivates and inspires people to move for their mental well-being and so the track is called Nothing Feels Better I'll have it linked in the show notes of the episode and it features proven chords and frequencies that are designed to boost endorphins and is set to a precise beats per minute, which mimics the pace and beats of movement alongside inspirational lyrics to get the listener pumped up and motivated. And ASICS says that for every stream of the poem on Spotify during the month of June, they'll raise five pounds for the mental health charity Mind, which obviously you guys know mental health is so important and such a big part of the conversation here on Resiliency and Running. So when I got the opportunity, I was just like, this literally couldn't be more perfect. And it just aligns so well with the messaging of what I try try to communicate with resiliency and running and putting this video together with the help of Gabriel who is very talented and has really been so incredible in helping me shoot so many cool videos recently but this in particular has been just really cool because I feel like it really captures me in sort of like a like a raw essence if that makes sense that sounds so weird but just I feel like from the beginning from watching me get ready what I do before a run it's very different to what you would see and like you know get ready with me video that I put together on TikTok or Instagram that's something that I I specifically film and you can see because I'm choosing the angles I'm choosing how you see me and I think that when I watch this video back with this really inspiring sound from ASICS, it's so cool to see like different angles and a different perspective of me getting ready and not just that, but also just a very genuinely real shot, like genuinely real shots of me because something else that I have not been very vocal about at all, I think on the podcast and on social media in general, but I've always struggled with my skin. I had really bad acne when I was in my early teens and I tried a lot of different things to get rid of it. I was one of those people and still definitely am to this day that it's just really bad about not like messing with different like pimples and acne. And so I have a lot of scarring that I'm still working to get rid of. But for the longest time, ever since I was young, I always felt that I had to wear makeup to cover up all of my imperfections, cover up everything that I felt so insecure about. And again, it just goes back to 
that message of trying to change myself to fit into some sort of a social construct or to fit, you know, what I think is going to be this version of me that people will like and trying so, so hard, bending over backwards to get people to like me. And I think that I've really been realizing lately that I've been trying to do that for so long that I've really lost myself in the process. I've lost who I am. And I feel like I've really been doing a lot of work recently with my therapist to try and relearn who is Liz, who is she, and like, let's get to know her. But when I watch this video, and I hope you go and watch it, I'll leave a link in the show notes of the episode. It's so special to me because I feel like it just really depicts me as a runner but also i've reflected recently just i think in a post on how a lot of these photos and really cool videos that i've created with gabriel really capture me and who i am as a runner and it's it's an angle and a perspective and like a version of me that i for some reason I, i just haven't like really seen until i've like looked at these videos and photos but you see me for who i am in the body that i'm in and you see the strength you see me in this video that I'm going to post today. It's my like first like, I guess, partnership video that I've posted and created with absolutely no makeup. And I'm very, very proud of that. I'm very proud of the way that I come across and how you see me and just, yeah, it, it, it shows, you know, all of the features of my face and who I am. And I feel like when you put that together with, you know, looking at my body and whenever I look at my body as a runner, I feel like I look at it and I feel... I feel a bit sad sometimes because I think about, you know, the amount of time that I used to spend trying to change it, trying to calorie track and, you know, figure out how I could lose a bunch of weight really quickly so that I could either look quote unquote more athletic or more like a runner. And it just, none of that makes any sense because again, if you run, you're a runner and there's nothing that says that you have to look a certain way to be a runner, that you have to look a certain way to be athletic and I think that I've run away for so long from a lot of these more masculine features that I would say, like, for example, my legs have. And I shared in a video recently that for at least two or three years, I stopped doing leg workouts completely because I was so insecure about how bulky and how muscly my my legs would get specifically. And I mean, part of that could be, say, the 10 years of soccer that I played. It could also be the fact that, you know, I think genetically I get that from my mom. And I think growing up, it was always just so interesting because both my sister and I have like similar sort of legs that we kind of got from our from our mom. And I spent so much time being so insecure about it, but I always watched my younger sister be so like just so confident about it and being like, look at our look at these legs. Like they're so strong and I love these legs. And I always watched my sister thinking, gosh, like I really wish that I could think like her and that I could look at my legs and look at my body and just think, yeah, I really like I love my body. Everything about my body, I love it. And again, this is just me kind of like admitting to the fact that recovery as a word, as an idea, as a sense is is never sort of a one-stop shop. It's it's a continuous thing that I still to this day feel like I'm continuously working at. And it's something that I am I want to be more vocal about because I think that while I can sit here and tell you about this two-year battle that I had with anorexia, and you know, once I got my period back, that kind of was the first indicator of recovery for me. I want to share more about the fact that 
I think that your relationship with food is something that is quite hard to fix. And it's it's something that you have to continue to work at over time. And I'm learning more and more to open up about that and be honest with myself and ask myself, you know, do we still want to continue to live like this and live in this fear of certain food groups and live in this fear that you have to eat a certain way so that you can look a certain way? Or would you rather change that and, you know, fix your relationship with food and have a much more relaxed approach to food, live a happier lifestyle? Because at the end of the day, it life is not about counting calories and tracking your food or being super specific about like what foods you eat. It's about enjoying life, enjoying the pastries on the weekend, enjoying time with your friends and family, and not worrying about little things like this, about what foods you're eating, what your body looks like, what makeup you're wearing. And all this to say, I feel like, you know, you guys know I go off on tangents all the time, but again, this video is just very special and I think really encapsulates everything that I feel as a runner and really shows the strength of who I am and I think just speaks volumes to how far I've come as well in terms of just you know, personal things in my life, but also just physical barriers. And I am so grateful for running because at the end of the day, for me, it feels like, you know, things can be going wrong in my life. And, you know, there can be change that happens that is uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, I know that I will always have running and that that is something that is very, very special to me that I will never take for granted again. So I really do kind of, I really feel that, you know, now, coming after my injury post-injury I have such a different approach to running that has really changed my perspective and given me such a deeper appreciation for running as a whole and I really approach each run with gratitude because you know I and maybe that's a bit much but I'd say that most of the time I try and approach my runs with a lot more gratitude than I used to some runs are just like I said last week was just not my week but I definitely do make more of an effort to have a more grateful approach because you know for the first few months this year I couldn't run and that was just like a very devastating time in my life because there were just a lot of other personal things in my life just like going wrong and just I was feeling very lost and it's hard to go through things like that in your life when you don't have running so running and just being able to move is something that I will always be so grateful for and I think has always been such a catalyst in my mental health and helping me just feel my best and work through anything that I'm struggling with. And so that's kind of what I wanted to really share today in terms of Global Running Day and what I really felt like I wanted to change in terms of episode for the week. Just because, yeah, I know that for all of us runners, Global Running Day is very special. Running in general is really special. And I just want to say thank you to the community and the people that tune in weekly to this podcast because it's crazy to me that in two months we're gonna hit three years of podcasting it's gonna be in two months exactly from tomorrow that I'm recording it'll be three years since I've created resiliency and running podcast and I remember when I created when I wanted to start the podcast I I've shared before that it was a book idea and I spent loads of time in 2020 trying to perfect some of the chapters and think oh but I need to add a little bit more about this or I could actually talk about this in this chapter and it wasn't until my friend said 
said, why don't you just make a podcast? Because then you can just like continuously create episodes and you can always like, you know, create like episodes off of other episodes and just like continue to have more of a conversation and like build on other conversations and have guests on and that sort of thing. And I'm so grateful for all the people that I have been so fortunate to have on the podcast to meet through the podcast. And it's so cool to me that I can you know, interview some of the most incredible people that have such incredibly inspiring running stories from all over the world and share that here with you all. And obviously, I think as well, it's just, it's always been so nice to have this podcast because it feels like I can come and I can sit down and I can record an episode and feel like I'm talking to a friend. And, you know, runner to runner, I feel like all we want to talk about is running all the time. And so it's just nice to kind of feel like I have that space here with the podcast. And so I just want to also say like, thank you for giving me that space and thank you for following along what's been almost three years. And I'm just really excited and just really grateful for resiliency in running because it just means so much to me and it means so much to me to meet, you know, with you guys once a month to do our run clubs and if you don't know about our run clubs you can check out the Strava link in the show notes of the episode but we've got RIR run club coming up in I think two weekends time and so I'm really excited and I hope to see some of you there but like I said I am very very grateful for this space I'm grateful for the people that I've met and I'm going to continue to meet lots of exciting guests upcoming and just things in the pipeline for resiliency and running so stay tuned and yeah I hope that you all have a lovely week and weekend and I hope that you celebrated Global Running Day and just celebrating the ability to move and the ability to run because it is, yeah, it's it's such a great thing and I hope that myself and you and everyone listening never loses sight of that. So on that cheesy note, I'm going to end the episode there, but thank you for listening and tuning in every week. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, anything mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes of the episode. If you want to connect with me on social media, all of the links are in the show notes. But yeah, I really look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye.